Hello listeners I'm Tamana from Wattpix and you are listening to The Digital Adoption Show season 2 Thoreau Levitt once said creativity is thinking up new things innovation is doing new things So what are you up to are you doing them or are you just thinking about it so, To add the spice of doing we thought we'll bring someone who actually is the back end of any organization or you can say the driving factors of any organization's back end that's called sales enablement so yes you heard me right this episode will help you bring what kind of sales enablement planning you should do in 2022 and you must check out this episode if you are a marvel fan because there's a lot of fun elements that you will miss if you don't so season 2 episode 3 features Thomasa Smithendorf who's the director Kellogg North America Sales L&D along with Paul Dixon who's the director strategic accounts at Wattfix there's a lot of fun that's going to come along so just hold your seat put your headphones and hear them out Welcome to our podcast. And with me today is Thomasa Smittendorf. She is the Director of Sales Enablement Training in the Learning and Development Team with Kellogg's. And we're very happy to have you here today. I am Paul Dixon, Director of Strategic Accounts for Whatfix and your general host for this session. Thomasa, welcome. Welcome. I am so excited to be here, Paul. Thanks for having me. We are thrilled to have you here. Now, the audience knows me, and they could really care less about that, but we need to know you a little. So maybe you could give us just a brief introduction, a little bit about your role there at Kellogg. Maybe even this is global, so this goes to a team that is globally based. There may be one or two people in the world who don't know Kellogg. Uh so maybe a little intro on that as well and then uh, we'll talk more. Awesome. Well, just a little bit about myself. I've been with Kellogg's for a little over 30 years and I lead the sales learning and development team. I've had a wonderful opportunity to work in a number of our uh, divisions within the Kellogg company. So, uh just supply chain our customer financial services group hr corporate communications i went out and did uh, some work in our retail sales organization so it's been an awesome journey and i'm really able with all this functional knowledge to take in uh, the company a little more holistically and be able to add value and really help to solve some business problems so it's been an awesome journey and You know, I'm I'm really proud to work for the Kellogg company. We have amazing brands and even better than that, we have amazing people that work for the company. And so, um I have the opportunity to to work across the organization each and every day and I absolutely love it. And Kellogg's is based out of Battle Creek? Yes, Battle Creek, Michigan. Home of Kellogg's. Is there anything else in Battle Creek other than the TV show that was short-lived? There are a few things that are in Battle Creek but nothing more important and near and dear to my heart. <laughs> well, wonderful. So, your role really is now you're 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 trying to bring sales, sales training operations, some sort of sense to the madness that can be B2B sales. Is that correct? Oh, that's absolutely correct. You know, we've got a lot going on in the industry. 
Um, there's a lot of disruption out there that's happening right now. But, you know, I'm here to calm the waters and make sure that, um, you know, we're providing a really good opportunity for our people. They're our most important. And uh, we want to make sure that we set them up for success. So making sure that they have the knowledge, skills and abilities um, to do their jobs and, you know, really help through this disruptive time. I think disruptive and your background supply chain, all this is coming together. And so in the last couple of years, I don't, you know, I don't know that outside of war, there's been this sort of disruption in the U.S. in the last 70, 80 years. And so that changes the playbook for a lot of things. When, when all this started to roll Everyone had to pivot, change, and, and do different things. What were the one or th two or three biggest challenges that you had to face with your consumer, your client, the salespeople, and, and then their clients? What were some of those biggest challenges that you had to, to look at immediately? Yeah, so immediately we turned everything to virtual, obviously, like mm -hmm. the whole industry did, right? Um, we actually did that within 24 hours. We had a category management onboarding session that was taking place and, and my team literally um, changed it all overnight to be virtual. So you think back about just all of those things, um, what we, you know, we've looked at new technology, we've implemented new technology to make things um, just run smoother and be more engaging. And we ventured out and implemented virtual reality, uh, which is awesome in itself. And so we just had the opportunity to look at things in a different lens. And I'm really fortunate that my team is, um, has the courage to be able to do this and yeah. implement new things, right? Two questions from that. One, what do VR frosted flakes taste like? Because I can't imagine how that works. And two, every time these challenges pop up and we go to address them, there are also constraints in play, right? None of this was planned for. We didn't have budget for, around these things. People were going to go about their daily lives in one way, and then they moved. So changes in obstacle, uh, overcoming the obstacles don't just happen. Right. There were there were issues that you probably faced along the way. What were some of the constraints that you thought this will be easy and you hit something that you didn't expect? Oh, there was a lot of that. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think that the first thing is just taking on virtual reality for us. Um, you know, we were traditional gamers. We didn't have heavily instructional design in doing something yeah. like this. But, you know, we were able to, to work with vendors and leaders in the industry that really, you know, helped us through the process. And, you know, we call it, hey, let's fail forward and let's learn as we go. And it's okay to do that, right? Yeah. We always, um, after every session, anything we do, we always say what worked well and what could be even better if. And so we go into that with that mindset of we're 90% and go. So we did that with virtual reality. We, we really broke out to be able to take on new technology, but it's so immersive and it's just an awesome, different way to learn. And when you have kind of the burnout of all the, the PowerPoints and the Zoom meetings and things like that, 
you know, it's it's a great technology to turn to. So you've got to be able to think through, um, you know, all the things that are out there, educate yourself and make sure that you take advantage, um, even if it's not going to be perfect. I love that phrase, 90% and go. Don't let perfect be the enemy of the good, right? Is that, was that sort of the mantra? You put it on the, the standard flag and have just kept moving that forward? That's always been my mantra. I like it. And, and let's face it, you work at a fun place. We have cereal, right? There's nothing more wonderful from childhood memories than sitting down with a bowl of cereal in the morning. It should be fun. We should remember that childlike experience. And when we were kids, we'd never worry about failing. We were just learning. Right. And it sounds like you've brought that into, remembered that and brought that into the saying, if we fail forward, at least we're moving forward. Right. And that's what I grew up with, right? Reading the back of the cereal box and... Yeah, um, the little maze. The surprise that was in there to see. That's why you dumped it over on the top and went to it from the bottom. We're not idiots. We've gotten that whistle before. I understand. <laughs> Absolutely. So the VR, I, I could probably, we could probably riff on that forever because it's really becoming with meta and the metaverse and these, the idea of a digital virtual twin of a physical reality. Can you give us one example of in our imaginations, what that what that looked like, because I'm having a hard time. I like the idea. I can see a bunch of salespeople walking around with gigantic Oculus, but in reality uh, or virtual reality, can you give me one or two examples of how that, how you, what that is? Yeah. I mean, think about it. You're in a safe environment. So think about if you're a new sales rep that's starting with a Kellogg company, instead of just putting you right out in the retail store and in that environment, you've got this immersive technology that you can leverage and we can help coach you through. We have a nine-step store call process that you learn and you can be in the store virtually. You're walking through the aisles of the store. You're picking up the frosted flake box, you're turning it around, you're able to do things. Um, it's just uh, it's such an awesome environment to actually be in because it's simulated just like the grocery store. Yeah. And so it's just an awesome way to be able to learn. And then we can coach, you know, through the, the technology. And um, it's, it's just a really neat, safe environment for people to actually try things, for people to help overcome challenges that they might have or obstacles with the store manager, say, for instance. So it's a fascinating way to be able to learn. That is, so I would, might have a store manager avatar come up or the, the aisle exactly director. Um, if I'm looking at my particular aisle, my section, is it like, you know, what is that? What do you call that golden zone that people look? Are we making sure that all our product are in that? That was right. like three feet to five, five or something right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you want to put all the really sweet stuff down at kid level. Mommy, can I? Eventually, we all give in because we don't want to hear a child scream for the next 45 minutes. That is fascinating. So is that the your proudest achievement just being because that's the coolest thing I've heard at least in a couple of weeks or two but would you say yeah. it, is it the proudest or is it a component of your proudest achievement 
Yeah, I would say it's definitely a component. I've got really three things that I'm super proud about. Let me hear Yeah. So the first thing is implementing our sales learning and development value proposition. And so it all starts with your strategy. It's got to be aligned to the company strategy, to the sales strategy. And it's all about, you know, developing people. And it's the what and the how we do things. And so you've got to have that strategic kind of thought leadership there to make sure that you've um, developed the right path. And so, you know, the how we do things is really to activate that intentional learner mindset because we want each and every employee to learn, grow, and thrive. So that's our mantra is our value proposition of what we're bringing and we build everything from that. And then, so that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is that we have just an outstanding um, leadership with our executive leadership team. And, you know, they're behind and support everything that we do. They're um, so in tune with, you know, the culture and making sure that each and every employee can learn, grow, and thrive. And I think that's so important. So I feel like I've got a seat at the table and, you know, I, I have the support of leaders behind us, which is super important. And then I think let me, the third, let me say oh. this. It sounds like you've, you don't have a seat at the table. You got the seat at the table. There's a seat reserved that we put people in. And then there's a seat reserved for people who made the seat bellied up and said, I got an idea. And it sounds like yeah. that is more, forgive yeah. me for, for putting on uh, flattery, but you can give one or you can get one and there's a big difference and that's phenomenal. I'm, and I'm sorry for interrupting your flow. You had a third. No, that's, that's absolutely, you, you've got to earn it and you've got to figure out what you need to go do and yeah. creating that value proposition is just one way to do it. Right. Yeah. That, that's the start. Um, and then the third thing that I'm super proud of is just, like I said, my team, I'm so incredibly proud of the team and the fact that they have taken and have got the courage to fail forward because it's so important, right? Yeah. You've got to trust each other. And, and in times like this, you've got to have agility to be able to quickly pivot and do things. And so I'm just extremely proud of them. It sounds like what you did in the fail forward and the value prop is, is uh, I don't want to use the word safe zone, but it is, we, we said to everyone, we trust each other. We're going to do certain things. It's almost like those acting exercises you see people do with the trust falls. And, and the, but we have to know each other. We're going to fail. We're going to mess up. Our intent is what we're going to measure by. Now, and then we're, the success actions will come through some iterations where that didn't work. I can't imagine the VR was perfect the first time out. It was, okay. it was almost right, almost right, almost right. And then those almost right, there were small fails until it got perfect. So yeah, one of the really lessons good. that I'm hearing that we should all take forward is, is, is fail forward. 90% is okay. You'll get to perfect eventually. But don't let that 10% stop and don't let the fear of not being perfect right out of the bat stop you as well. So many people get stuck right there. Yeah, you got it. Paul. You said it perfect. 
So you've got these really great lessons. You've got this really cool present platform. Let's look in the future. You and I, how do you see the lessons you've learned and the path you're on? How is sales enablement changing? I've been at the game for a long time. I remember knocking on doors and dropping off business cards and getting thrown out of places. That doesn't happen anymore. But that was a that's like geologic age for sales. It's changed quick. So, how do you see the role of sales enablement, the role of sales leaders and L and D? How is that going to look like in eighteen months to two years? What is that shift that's occurred? Yeah, there's there's a big shift going on, and you've got to really stay in tune with what's going on in the industry. Be able to look forward understand all this explosive technology that you can take advantage of with this, you know, digital transformation that we're in. But I think the important thing is, is to have a roadmap. So we've had a roadmap over the last few years and it isn't the flavor of the month training um, or anything like that. It's a well thought out um, journey that our sales force can, can go through. And it's, you know, making sure that you know what knowledge, skills, and abilities um, that you need to really make sure that you're upskilling. And so I think, you know, just being on this journey and making sure that you're developing in the right areas is imperative because things like revenue growth management, being able to have an omni lens, it's not just about brick and mortar. It's also about, you know, all the online understanding retail, um, you know, digital media and things like that. There's a lot to continue yeah. to learn and focus on, but you've got to make sure that you're building the right skills along the way. If you look at your roadmap, any roadmap has segments, and I have two whiteboards in my office that that have that. What's on your whiteboard for 2022? What are one or two big pieces of that roadmap that have to get accomplished that maybe are still unfinished? Yeah, I think it's just continued education around revenue growth management. The dollar has to go further, right? With all the inflation pressures and things like that. um, We've got to continue to be smarter and find different ways to, to do things. And so being able to have that financial acumen will continue to be super important as we move forward. And then um, I really believe, you know, being able to have that omni-channel leadership will be another area of importance. So it's continuing to just focus in on those um, really skill-building areas. So you've really identified, hey, this and this, these are, these are not specific points, but areas that have a that are most important for us to move this direction. That because you're right, omni-channel, and if I'm in an omni-channel, everything has a different price point, a different TPM. How do I manage that process for my various people? You also mentioned technologies, not chasing the flavor of the month on the technology. God knows, I'm a flavor of the month technology kind of guy. I got a drawer full of AirPod earbuds, <laughs> GPS devices. But if you look forward, and you're, you did a lot of technology review, if you had to pick, what are one or two other than the VR? We've talked, that's cool. Get it. Are there other things that you're looking at that are very interesting for you to say that could be very potentially useful for my clients, my team, and, and our agenda? Yeah. 
Well, there's a lot. And to really narrow down the focus, I would say, you know, being able to have a learning system, we have a commercial academy that we leverage right now, but to be able to really define uh, learning paths. So we we have something today, but it's not where we want to be. If you think about, you know, as you're looking at Netflix and it's, um, you know, bringing up ideas for you to to watch different movies or shows, you know, that's almost what you really need in the learning space is to be able to, you know, have suggestions and things like that. So being able to have technology around creating learning paths, our real growth experiences, I think is, is definitely top of mind. But again, it's so important for you to be educating yourself with, you know, vendors like you and, and just all the experts. Absolutely. There's, there's just so much out there and you've got to stay on top of it and look to your partners, um, to to help and so i think that's super important to just understand what's out there and then how does that match you know your roadmap and what you want to go after all right so you mentioned expert i used to follow josh burson he was sort of the godfather of it all right he still is (laughs) he's still you know i'm my own thing i get bought by deloitte i'm my own thing again josh has got it down he's just waiting for someone to buy the next thing he creates and move. Um, so we'll put him as godfather. Is there anyone else that you follow in that sort of enablement L&D technology group that may be helpful for others to know about as well? Oh my gosh. I absolutely love LinkedIn to follow people. I, there's so many incredible people to follow. Like, I don't know where to even start because, you know, I'm following retailers, right? I'm following um, um, speakers, keynote speakers. I'm I'm just, there's so many different uh, people that are out there that I'm following. And I would say, um, once you connect with people, just you'll see feeds and you'll see the connections and the articles that come up. And, you know, I've committed every single day I spend time you know, reading and trying to understand and educate myself. And it's just fascinating um, what's all out there. Thank you. That, I think that's a, we're getting some good nuggets here. We've got the different ways of learning, but the fail forward and always improvement. So we've got that. Now we're at the fun round. Not that this wasn't fun, but this <laughs> is sort of fun for fun's sake. You've got your wall of Kellogg potential brand cereal, everything in front of you, but you can only pick one to eat for the next 90 days. <laughs> Which is it? That is so tough, but I'm going to have to say bite-sized mini wheats. Bite-sized mini wheats. Fiber <laughs> and sugar. What could possibly go wrong with that? You've got a meeting with a bunch of salespeople. You've never met them before. You've got to get them sort of interested in your agenda. What's your favorite go-to hack or or way to start a meeting uh, that you have found most useful? It starts before the meeting. So I would say create that FOMO, that fear of missing out. If I'm not in this meeting and I'm going to miss out if I'm not there. 
there is something happening there. There's some lightning in that room. I want to be attached to it. Absolutely. All right. Six months from now, you and your team, you're on the mountaintop gazing back at the, the, the last six months in some sort of cloudery, you know, beautiful scape. What's the one thing you guys have accomplished that you thought you wouldn't and you're most proud of? Well, I would say it starts with do what we say we're going to do. Like that is so important. Be accountable to what we said we were going to do. And I think it, it has to start there. You have to, you know, you, you've got your priorities laid out. You've got to hit all your priorities. So you guys are standing on the mountaintop. We said we would. We did. Mission accomplished. We came. We conquered. And it's going to be a great day. <laughs> nice. We're going to end on that note. Way to go, Tony. Go, Tony. And cut. Thank you so much. Those were great. And the VR stuff, is I could go all day long. Um, well, we didn't get the opportunity to roll out the more immersive because COVID hit like two weeks before we were launching our um, full, fully immersive headsets and bringing people in. So we had to quickly pivot to doing, um, it's, a, it's a cardboard headset that you yes. put your phone in. Yeah, I could have showed that. We were talking about the VR. I keep thinking it's a big Oculus headset, but that's not what and you we guys have did. That. Yeah. Okay. No, we have the big um, headsets, the more immersive um, tool to be able to use. But when COVID hit, we immediately had to pivot because we weren't going to have people face to face. So when we pivoted, we used this cardboard virtual reality and you literally just open it up and you put your cell phone in there and voila you're able to experience see it all from there right in your home right it's it's amazing technology and you know then you're able to just kind of click through and be able to see it and it's really cool it's my old i'm not even going to bring it up because I'll be dating myself back to the dinosaur age with the little thing you put in and the click reel and that, oh, right, right. <laughs> that is cool. Thank you. Yeah. That, that was, do you want me to great. show it differently or anything? I think that was awesome. I hadn't thought about VR. I mean, again, I'm kind of old school enough, but that is a really interesting environment to be able to have those sorts of actual interactions much better than the old traditional role play. You sit in a chair, I sit in a chair and we sit there and do, you know, that's what it is though, but it's all, you know, but it, in this immersive technology. Yeah. It's, it's the, the thing with role plays is one of you has to forget that you are who you are and you're trying to be what you're supposed to be. And it's like two bad actors looking at one another. If one isn't giving something to the other yeah. in a VR world, because of the immersiveness, I'm all of a sudden in right. Or within 30 seconds, my brain is, has flared up and now views this as reality. And you can get, a better baseline because it's always the same VR, right? 
it's all here's my baseline my interaction my my virtual interaction points are always the same things they're always the same scenarios it doesn't depend on one manager being better at it than another so i i at least get to standardize some of this pieces and then monitor their be right i hope we never bring this into the my sales world it also will uh, ask you questions like the store manager will be asking different questions and based on the response that you give, we just keep pushing them to, you know, ask better questions, open-ended questions, things like that. It's unbelievable what you can do with, with virtual reality now. Oh, I kind of like it. It does scare the, bejeebies out of me sometimes just we're all going to just wake up not even wake up it'll be matrix right we'll just be plugged in and that's how it goes but anyway i love it listen thank you to be on your show thank you so much (laughs) we we are trying to do this with a you know we're scrappy company trying to get better and we talk to our clients but our clients um, you know, we sort of know them. The only way you're going to get better is to be exposed to different people and different things. So that was, this was great. Thank you so much for joining. We appreciate it. We hope to talk to you again in the future and in other capacities, but, uh, have a wonderful day. Stay safe and warm there in Battle Creek. I will. You too. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.